I've hit record. I assume we're not going to do the intro music thing because I don't know how, and I'm not going to sing hello, everybody. <laughs> but I think actually we all have to do it in unison because we are collectively Charles today. <laughs> yes, yes. All right. Well, I'm just going to awkwardly go into this then. So this is a unique time in Friends Talking Fantasy podcast history for several reasons. Uh, one is it's going to be the first episode without the great Charles MC. And two, it's the most people we've ever had on a Friends Talking Fantasy podcast episode. And uh, we're stuck with me to try to keep us on task, which we're, we're going to see how well that goes. Uh, but I'm referring this as the shadow and bone watch after party because we did do a netflix party where we watched shadow and bone which if you're reading the title i assume you're aware that this is an episode on that we're gonna try to keep it spoiler free and keep it real high level conversation and yeah that's that's pretty much it for me it, if y'all are listening to this you probably know me by now i'm i'm dylan and i'm going to start having the rest of the awesome folks on this podcast episode introduce themselves. I'm going to just go uh, from the top left of my screen on this Brady Bunch style Zoom call all down. And uh, that means we're starting with you, Sarah. Oh, uh, no. Like, yeah. Introduce. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So, hi, I'm Sarah. I'm one half of Fiction Fans Podcast. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, we are a podcast where we read books and other words, too. Um, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Fiction Fans Pod or uh, email us at fictionfanspodcast at gmail.com. Our website is fictionfanspodcast.com. Hi, all. I love that Sarah went first because that means I don't have to do all of the, the Twitter handles for fiction fans. I'm the other half. I'm Lily. And like all cool people, I'm only here for the after party. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, that's fair. Well, oh, Lily, have you read or watched any Shadow and Bone stuff or Grishaverse stuff? at all i wanted to ask uh, that no absolutely not <laughs> cool so you'll be uh the one to make sure we don't spoil anything <laughs> i think i'm just here for the chaotic energy frankly it's too easy to moderate for people we gotta we gotta give you some curveballs thanks yeah and i <laughs> i can't even moderate me and just just me and charles so <laughs> we'll see how well the, the after party goes from a chaos perspective and yeah, uh, that's the fiction fans, folks. We've also got a booktuber extraordinaire, Sandra Gibbons on. I guess yeah, I introduced you. Yeah, I stole your, yeah. Yeah. Um, Sandra here. You can find me on YouTube at Sandra Gibbons, Twitter at Sandra Gibbons. Um, I concentrate on fantasy, but I'm open to like fantasy adaptations, video games, that sort of thing. So yeah, I read the Shadow and Bone books. I'm, I'm, not finished with rule of wolves so but yes and i've seen the show now three times <laughs> i don't have a yes. problem i promise <laughs> sandra is our resident super fan yeah, yeah it's called darkling but <laughs> anywho next 
Uh, I can finish this up. I'm Hannah. I'm from Our Pod. That's on Wednesdays We Read, which is a mouthful, but you can find us on all the social platforms at OWWR Pod, uh, including Gmail. My other host could not make it today. She is busy farming, but um, <laughs> I have only seen Shadow and Bone once. I finished the first book and I'm halfway through Six of Crows, which I was touched on in the series, but. Nice. Yeah, thanks, Hannah. And so pumped to have all you awesome folks on. Hannah, this is your first time on FTF. And yeah, we're, we're super excited, or I am. I'm used to speaking for two people, <laughs> but I'm super excited. I know Charles is super excited and he's going to uh, be pumped to edit all of this. So then, Sarah, I think you've been reading you've been reading these books too, right? Where, where are you at in all the- Yeah, so stuff? we made plans on, what was it, a Monday to watch Shadow and Bone on Sunday. And at that, at that point, I had read the first book in the original trilogy, and I thought to myself, well, this show is supposed to be based on the original trilogy and Six of Crows, so what if I just read everything before Sunday? And then I realized that was probably a bad idea, but I did it anyway. Um, so I've read the original trilogy and Six of Crows and King of Scars, which takes place afterwards, uh, and I am partway through Rule of Wolves. Yeah, y'all are doing a lot more than than I have for this. I read Six of Crows and was it the Crooked Kingdom? Is that the the sequel? Yeah. To, okay, I'm getting some nods. So cool, <laughs> doing all right. And then yeah, I read that years ago, and then the show came out, and I was kind of like, okay, I'll I'll watch the show. And yeah, that's pretty much where I'm at with it. I I really liked the watching the show. It was definitely made better by getting to hang out with all of you all in a Netflix party and just talk about nonsense and watch uh, watch all the Darkling talk take place and things like that. Uh, but yeah, this I, I guess if this is spoiler free, a good way to structure it is to try to make it something that's helpful for folks who haven't seen it yet. And we actually got an awesome question from one of our wonderful friends out on Twitter or Benjamin at literature and lo-fi who tagged like all of us basically I think all of us right and said basically like at what point does it make sense to jump into watching the shadow and bone tv show and he was asking what do you recommend do should you read the books first or should you just jump in and uh yeah I'll turn that to you all I think it depends on your personality because didn't all of us came to it with something different. Like Sarah had read everything out there. Uh, I'm someone who likes to read the book first. So I definitely read the first of the shadow and bone. And then I made it halfway through six of crows and I just ran out of time. Um, but I wouldn't say, I would say six of crows is actually less necessary to read before watching the TV show, but cause the plot isn't the same. I, without, sorry, sorry, I didn't mean to no, interrupt. No, I, definitely interrupt. I would keep talking forever. Yeah, I was, I was going to say that from, from the perspective of someone who made a point of um, reading the books before watching the show, I actually kind of think that was a bad idea um, because I don't think that the Shadow and Bone original trilogy is actually that great of a series. Um, 
and there are a lot of improvements that are made to the characters in the in the show so i think that you'll be fine if you don't have that background and then as for six of crows like i liked the books so much better than the bits of like plot that we got in the show involving those characters that i was thinking oh it's it's a shame that they're not just doing the six of crows plot yeah i found some that too as as someone who only read the six of crows stuff and really enjoyed it and it kind of felt like some of this hopping back and forth that between two very different tones and for me the the tone of the six of crows style stuff which is this more roguish heist feeling morally gray character situation going on compared to the more standard chosen one-y feeling YA situation going on in shadow in the main shadow and bone stuff I I did kind of find myself having more fun with the six of crows things and yeah I'm wondering uh other folks were were you finding that did reading shadow and bone change your perspective on those kind of things I mean, I'm kind of like Hannah. I like to read the books first just because I like to discuss the differences while I'm watching the show. But I'm one of those people. I don't like to be confused at all when I'm watching it. So I like to have the context of all of the world building and character stuff like before I before I go into the show. But I don't know. I I don't know if I would have preferred to read Six of Crows. And I'm sure we'll get into this later. But it's just like because they had to create a totally new storyline it just kind of felt forced at times. So I don't know if I would have read that one. I have an unrelated question. (laughs) Someone explain where these series are in relation to each other. Are they, do they take place at the same time with different characters is kind of what I have gathered from the last couple minutes. (laughs) Are you, are you asking about the show or the books? The books, sorry. Because there was Shadow of Bones and then Six of Crows seemed to be two separate series. Yeah, they're two separate series, and Six of Crows um, takes place a couple of years, I believe, after the end of um, mm-hmm. Shadow and Bone. Okay, thank you. But yes. the show decided to like have them parallel to each other in time, and and that was interesting. I agree. Oh, that's with a Dylan. choice. It's definitely a choice, and I very much preferred the Six of Crows content. Like it was mm-hmm. just so much more fun to watch, and. Uh, Shadow and Bone, they did make good choice, like good changes. I agree with Sarah on that, but it was less fun to watch than the Six of Crows people. Yeah, just I just more fun. I just wanted Six of Crows. Like I wanted that to be the storyline and the characters mm. and the like. I I didn't care about the Shadow and Bones, except for the Darkling. I mean, you know, my my heart goes out for my trash villain. But yeah, Sandra and Sarah, both huge fans of Darkling over there. I do definitely appreciate his facial hair situation and I uh, we do have a talking point that I sent out on this discussion sheet uh comparing Darkling and Charles's facial hair so, uh, like who who wore it best type situation but but we'll we'll save that for later and uh it, yeah so that was I always found that kind of that you're you throw that phrase around all the time there Sarah is a trash villain and I was pretty much asking you on a Twitter thread a little while back. I was like, "What? What is a trash villain?" <laughs> so uh, I know that whatever it is, you and Sandra seem to like it a lot. Can you say more <laughs> about that? I, I, so for me, a trash villain is—I mean, like obviously the villain, but hot and evil. 
and you just can't like he smolders oh yeah he smolders yeah yeah it's like it's like that guilty pleasure you know it's mm-hmm. bad for you you can't mm-hmm. sustain your life on it but he's just like he's a treat he's exactly a exactly it sounds like trash refers more to how you feel about liking him than the character itself i mean i don't actually feel guilty about liking him though <laughs> i just think i like he's a horrible person i admit that that's why he's trash but but i love him anyway i don't know it's I just basically I just put it's words together. And, yeah, I just put words together and I hope that they make sense. They don't, but I use them anyway. <laughs> I do think trash villain has a certain type of energy. Like that's right, you're not wrong. Yeah. See, it just like it's a feeling. <laughs> yeah, and that's such a good point, Lily. Because that was part of what I was thinking too. Especially after I watched the show, is like I actually really like. The Darkling character, <laughs> and I was like, I, I think there's a lot of nuance to the character that I won't get into because of the spoiler-free format. I wouldn't want, yeah, Lily, I wouldn't want uh, ruin all <laughs> Rob this me awesome of that, nuance. Yeah. Yes, I would never want to do that to you. So, but I was, I was very impressed actually by the way that this show dealt with that trash villain situation of the like, okay, well, and I was saying during, I was like. I see the appeal of the of Darkling. All right, like uh, I thank you, thank you, Dylan. Yeah, I mean, how could you not? Let's be honest. Not not the kind of person you expect to have a stable interpersonal relationship with. But I assume that's not what folks are looking for when they're talking about trash villains. And yeah, it's this, but like a really interesting character and like shockingly nuanced, which surprised me with all the like trash villain talk. Cause I was thinking kind of how you were saying, Lily, I was like, oh, you mean like a bad character? Like what? Oh, it's good about that. <laughs> oh, I wanted to talk to more about that. I brought this up earlier, like the pacing and the balance between, I know we were kind of focusing more on that from the perspective of what do you want to read? Do you want to read? Do you want to just jump in? Which we totally didn't answer. So sorry, Benjamin, uh, I'm just gonna. <laughs> Maybe I'll tweet. Does anyone have thoughts that? Uh, I mean, my my vote yeah. my vote is that he should just watch the show. Like he okay. shouldn't he shouldn't necessarily feel compelled to read the books before he watches it. And I don't think I can... that he should read Shadow and Bone at all, actually, because again, I don't think it was that great. But Six of Crows, I think he would like. If you like knowing everything, then read the books beforehand. Like me, like for example, if I'm playing a video game, I like to explore every nook and cranny, even if I know there's nothing there. And I, I just like to know everything beforehand. We also did mention when we were watching the show together that like people who hadn't read Six of Crows wouldn't understand why like two people were yes. on it. Like not to give any spoilers, but there is a side story that if you didn't read Six of Crows, you're like, what are we watching right now? It just makes zero sense out of context. But that's the only thing I'll say on that. I was actually talking with a friend of mine who um, had watched the show without reading the books. And I mentioned that point and she was like, oh, I didn't have any trouble with it. And that's... I hope I'm getting Nina, right? As a character, yeah. I, I guess I decide what is or isn't <laughs> free for the FTF audience. So I, I you have the power. Jeez, this is not good. This is why <laughs> Charles, I don't know what I'm going to do with this uh, power, but Charles is going to edit it. So it's on him too, listeners, if you feel spoiled <laughs> by that. Uh, but yeah, the Nina storyline is this, uh, yeah, I don't know. I was thinking that as a Six of Crows reader, where I was like, nothing really happens here that's relevant to anything else that's happening and 
I don't know. You want a full season to take up that much time. It was like, okay, but we see where it's building. I know that uh, Sandra is very excited about where it's going. So uh, yeah, I don't know. It is interesting though, Sarah, that you said it didn't bother your friend there. Yeah, I was surprised. I mean, I felt personally that you could have cut all of Nina's scenes and still yeah. have a coherent story um, and that maybe it would have been a stronger story, but she was like, no, I, I liked Nina. I understood what was happening and it made sense to me. Hmm. Yeah, I, I watched the second time I watched it with a friend, they were just like, why don't they just, okay, that's <laughs> just, spoiler, just go for it. Just say, it. Just say it. <laughs> no, like, why don't they just okay, don't. fly over the shadow fold? So they had like zero context in like how technologically yeah. advanced they were so I was explaining the different orders and they're like do the different color robes mean anything and that, <laughs> was, a fun, that was a fun watch they do yeah they do yeah yeah oh <laughs> okay. <Uh-oh>. <laughs> <laughs> was I supposed to know that okay. I don't think that I'll was a that spoiler me, yes. because I read the Amazon summary and you didn't give any information that I hadn't gleaned from that and so I'm declaring summaries like, not spoilers the book. like before you ever get into a prologue or anything there's like with the map there's a explanation yeah that's well, not a spoiler <laughs> Lily from your perspective of a person who hasn't read or watched yet do you feel like you have a way you're leaning about this whole, would you be more likely to jump in or read the book first? Um, it sounds like, well, the, the plan that I have formulated just now oh. is to probably watch the show and then read Six of Crows. It sounds like that's maybe okay. the, uh, the route I plan on going. Yeah. Trusting think- your co-host judgment. Yeah. Skip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think that makes a lot of sense. Shadow and Bone, I got a lot of like mixed uh, re- mixed reviews and stuff that people were saying about the book. Mm-hmm. So I was not really like, oh, I, I want to definitely dive in to that beforehand. And I also just don't personally uh, get too caught up on things like making sure I read the books before getting into the show or anything. I know I was, uh, I, I can just see Hannah cringing. Uh, we had a little exchange about that on Twitter. <laughs> it depends so much on the book series, though. Yeah. I don't know. I, I encourage people to watch the Lord of the Rings movies first because it can help you to have faces to put to all of the names. And it makes it a lot easier to read mm-hmm. the books afterwards, I think. So not exactly on topic, but I do think it depends. There yeah, you I think go. that makes a lot of sense. I have, in fact, seen all of the Lord of the Rings movies, but have not finish the book series in my lifetime so (laughs) (laughs) well that's all right you're doing it in the right order (laughs) yeah yeah those books are can be uh feel a little bit dated not surprisingly because they are and I think that it's uh yeah watching the movies first for me too with Lord of the Rings books I was like I was happy I could picture Orlando Bloom as legless and things like that. It kind of makes it a little bit more fun when you're getting. Yeah, I do like the Lord of the Rings and all that kind of stuff. Uh, I think the things it leans into, like world building and whatnot, are 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 not relevant to the discussion on Shadow and Bone. Um, so, but also not the biggest things I care about, for the record. And anyway, I, I, talking about Shadow and Bone which is what we're doing here. Uh, I'm sorry I distracted everybody. No, no, no. That's <laughs> <fine>. I, <laughs> I, 
I want to check in. What things do you folks feel were the best aspects of the show or the things that most stuck out to you? Your, your favorite, I would say, over best. I have a, I have a, a suggestion for that. Yeah. Answer. That's what I was looking for. Ben Barnes's <laughs> face. That's up there. <laughs> That was that was my favorite bit about Shadow and Bone. I'm seeing some nodding from Sandra. Yeah. Yeah. And Hannah, you'd go Jesper's face, mostly just Jesper's face. Well, no, Jesper's personality. He had the best personality. So yeah, Yeah. personality's very attractive. Yeah. That was very because you guys were crushing over the Darkling pretty hard, and I was like, no one's talking about Jesper. (laughs) He's not getting his due. I feel like we should just be talking about him. I do love Jesper. Like, don't get me wrong, but. I, I mean, I'm a sucker for hot, evil, dubiously moral uh, villains. I just, I can't help it. <laughs> this whole, what's your favorite part? The face stuff actually is part of it for me because it's the casting. I feel like everyone was so on point with how I pictured them. And when I read Six of Crows, I, and Jesper is even more on point than was the, the way he was written for me and there's something i was saying this when we we're in the netflix part i was like there's something to you could write a character like he's super charismatic and he's got all these amazing things he's winking all the time but words on page can't quite convey it in the same way for me anyway as when there's a guy on there and i didn't take down the, the actor's name or anything but the actor who played jesper just freaking exudes charisma and when he is winking and he's having fun and all this kind of stuff he just completely steals the show the whole time it was amazing and, and they all did kind of look like how i expected it too yeah i think you're right that the casting was really on point they did they did very very well i also on a on a um less superficial note um <laughs> i really enjoyed the updates that they made to mal's character because i found that in the books mal was pretty unsympathetic i feel like it's not too big of a spoiler and lily correct me if if you find this um <laughs> wrong <laughs> but i think it's not too big of a spoiler to say that he's one of like the love interests and yeah. he's you you don't root for him in the books because he's kind of a jerk Whereas you do, like, he's sweet in the in the show. I definitely agree with that. The updates they did to Mal. And I like, I, I liked all the additional, like, changes they made to everything. Like, it just seemed, the show seemed a bit deeper. Like, the books seemed more mm-hmm. superficial in a lot mm-hmm. of ways. And so the changes they made made a better experience, in my opinion. And that was great. Yeah, I agree completely, Hannah. Yeah, I mean, it goes hand in hand with the changes to Mal, but I enjoyed what they did with Alina's character too. That was something that I thought was missing in the original trilogy is like, if you're going to have these, you know, Northern and Southern border issues that there would be like race issues and stuff like that, that propaganda, um, that type of thing. So I enjoyed uh, how they changed her character. I had mixed feelings about that because I, I agree that it makes sense for there to be racial issues, but it felt more like it was just set dressing to me like it never if they were going to bring it up I would have I wish that they would have handled it in a um deeper way rather than just throw some racism like you know slurs in there yeah I agree I feel like at times it was super forced especially um Zoya's character Mm because 
like you never get that sense from the books and I actually really like Zoya's character throughout all the series but yeah you're right there if you guys were in charge of the adaptation is there anything you would have done differently I mean it would have just been eight episodes of Ben Barnes (laughs) (laughs) I was gonna say that differently yeah (laughs) I would say I definitely would have mixed up the stories like I just don't understand why they made that choice to have both books at the same time like this is Netflix the series was low budget but lots of people have watched it so it's like why wouldn't you just have one single book and then continue on the story but yeah i I feel like in the Shadow and Bone fandom, Six of Crows, those characters are by far like, you know, the favorites of everyone. So I wonder if they were just worried about getting buy-in from people if they didn't have them shoved into this season somehow. That's I don't know. So For me, I was kind of bummed out because the pacing was, it was just felt so fast. You have only eight episodes to set the world building, introduce all the characters, and then you're forcing this, you know, creating this new Crows storyline into all of it it just felt really fast and I wanted more time like more character development between you know Mal and Alina and Alina in the little palace and everyone there and it it was very fast yeah I agree I do find it ironic if their decision was like we don't know if they'll buy into the series and it's like have you met people who read books and then get content (laughs) made on their books (laughs) yeah yeah it would be really cool to get a and I, I guess at this point, we're very unlikely to ever get a just Six of Crows show, which I feel like is is a disappointment for some folks in this Zoom, including myself. Because, I don't know, it's, it's a bummer because the way they get wrapped up into Alina's storyline and all this stuff for me, they didn't get the same chance to breathe with coming up with these master plans and stuff like that. And they're... I guess more reactive and less proactive while you think of a character like Kaz and the way he shows up in the books, he's super proactive. He's on top of everything. And here he's just kind of following around stuff and trying to figure out what to do from there. Yeah. I think his character was probably the one I had the biggest issue with because I just pictured someone darker and more serious in the books. And there was almost so much comical humor and just things not working out at all whenever things happen in, you know, the Six of Crows duology, but they always get what they want in the end. And it was just, yeah. I also thought that because, um, because they were trying to push uh, so much into just this first season that they lost some of the nuance that you get in the development of Inej and Kaz's relationship, um, which was something that I loved about the books about how slowly their relationship develops. And it, it felt like they just sped through a lot of that. Oh yeah. It was super in your face. Mm -hmm. I hear you on that. There's there's only so much subtlety it feels like that (laughs) (laughs) they could get across while mashing together to already various levels of subtle (laughs) I guess (laughs) stories right like there's nothing subtle about Darkling let's be well nuanced but not subtle right the guy's all over the place just exuding his Darkling energy you know Uh, we're saying guy's chemistry with it with everyone and everything even the the table scene 
Lily, when you <laughs> when you watch yeah. <laughs> Lily, when you watch us, keep an eye out for that scene because just everything that <laughs> this guy interacts with, just so much chemistry. Yeah. And yeah, then you could see ways in which they're trying to balance leaning into that sort mm -hmm. of like where this fun YA romp, but also there are these deep themes to it. And at times they did a great job of balancing it. And other times it was like, I don't know, at one point, like Inez, who awesome, great, the actress did an incredible job, I thought, uh, portraying her. She, I, she was perfect. Freaking amazing, right? Like, so cool. I was, yeah, so I was digging all the Inez stuff. And then at one point she, I don't think this is a, a spoiler. I, I don't personally feel like, uh, Lily, like I'm ruining the show for you. <laughs> you by saying this the at one point she takes off all the knives she's holding and there's just like these sound effects and it's like not the sound of taking off knives that you're holding <laughs> it was like it was like bing ching and i was like what <laughs> like what is going on here i'm down and, and it was like down, a, yeah. yes exactly and i was like it's already cool that she's taking all these knives it was like a lot of knives so like the fun of the moment was look at how many knives she has on herself and it was like not that knives make like knives are weapons boom boom it was like okay like uh, so lily let me know if that that ends up ruining the show for you i'm sorry if so expect many angry tweets from me <laughs> yeah well I, I hope to get lots of angry tweets. Uh, just tweet at me at Charles MC. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can direct all of them right there and he'll forward them right to me. So if the character's name is the Darkling, does that imply there is a bigger dark? No, maybe. All right. Just curious. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> yeah. Not, yeah. I don't know. Everyone's. I don't know if everyone's tight-lipped right now because they're like, oh, you better watch out for that. <laughs> the real dark. It's like, he's just the dark ling. I don't know. That's just like, what it sounds that was like not even to in me. my head, but I could totally see that now. So, Lily, you yeah. may have ruined that name for me now. Now that's all I'm going to think of. <laughs> just a little darkling. Yeah. <laughs> it's to show that he's evil, but still has a sweet side. Oh, okay. Oh. Because when I first heard Darkling, I imagined the little like dust sprites from my neighbor Totoro. That's a Darkling. <laughs> I mean, imagine how, I hope it's just bringing the trash villain mentality to a whole nother level is going mm -hmm. to be the dark. I don't know how they can top <laughs> what's already being brought, but let's hope if that's a real thing. That's where it's going. Also, small <laughs> question that may just break this entire episode, but is it admitting that he's a trash villain kind of a spoiler in and of itself? I mean, but he has, who, like, what good character <laughs> is named the Darkling? That's fair. <laughs> like, I feel, I feel like that's not a spoiler. Maybe oh. I'm wrong. <laughs> well, I can speak to that some because y'all were calling him trash villain and I was asking i was asking you to introspect on that uh on twitter <laughs> what what is trash in this context but i i was i went in knowing he was a villain i guess then and i don't know it's hard to tell if that 
if that mentality made it be like, well, of course, like, look at him, like, <laughs> look so, at him I'm and sorry. his name. <laughs> I'm like, sorry if I spoiled anything for you. <laughs> yeah, I didn't feel spoiled, but yeah, I'll, well, listeners, uh, at Charles underscore, uh, MC or something. <laughs> I actually don't know Charles's Twitter handle, but that's a great place to send if you feel this has spoiled anything for you. Um, so, yeah, I think that, I don't know, he's he's named the dark, I feel like it's like in the pop, it's in the pop culture of the show, I guess, that he's a villain. Yeah. So if you're not following that at all, then maybe you, yeah, maybe that's a spoiler, but people are just talking about it everywhere, so. Yeah, it's we'll not see. hard to guess. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it will ruin anyone's experience to have this one mini spoiler for the show. I don't think you're going to watch it and be like, now the show is ruined. So, <laughs> so I want to check in about any of the other uh, things that y'all, I know Lily asked, what would you change or other things like that? Anything else that folks were hoping to see more of if they read the books or things like that? And it's an interesting topic. I mean, I want more Darkling and Darkling backstory. And honestly, this probably one of my least favorite parts of this season was just some of the stuff that they created for him to explain why he is the way that he is. Not, hopefully I'm not spoiling anything. Um, So I I don't know, I didn't really buy it. So, but um, I also, I think I heard that the budget was pretty low for the production of the show. costumes and stuff like that so I would hope you know if we get a second season that they could spend more there but I think that they did really well considering my favorite moment when I saw the king dressed up and I was like oh they do not have a good clothing budget oh yeah that was hilarious (laughs) that was very distracting Yeah, the king did kind of look like he just finished shopping a thrift store to pick up his king outfit and which which is fine because that I don't know I thought the action scenes and the special effects and things like that were were cool and awesome and I'll I'll take a a king that doesn't doesn't quite look as majestic as he possibly could have but it was as soon as was it you that pointed that out first Hannah or whatever it it was because it looked like he had picked up his costume from like a Disney store (laughs) it was just not good but that was really the clothing was probably the only part where you saw the cost because I did think the special effects looked really good for what they had um like the antlers when I was reading the original trilogy I was like what the hell is this supposed to even look like like a bracelet of antlers like I had a hard time picturing it but I like how they did it in the show like that was really cool it was it was cool except that it was different from how it's um described in the books so that sort of took me out of it because it's described more as a necklace yeah so I I was like oh but this is and this is one of those areas again where I think reading the books kind of did me a disservice um because I was I was just focused on oh this is different and not this is actually really cool in and of itself I hear you on that that happens to me all the time that's part of why I'm like not overly into the 
having to read the books first because it almost puts you in this place of now everything's compared to what you thought it was like in the books and but I like everything (laughs) (laughs) I'm yes I'm not shocked by that uh knowing you Sandra but I (laughs) yeah I don't know it's like I think with they did such a good job of casting with the six of crows folks I guess I didn't do too much of that but even then it was like someone was mentioning in the party chat it was like that Kaz was too greasy I was like I don't <laughs> know who that it was a joke <laughs> it was like greasier than you expected and it's like yeah you by read luckily for me I was like no that's exactly the amount of greasiness that I was imagining Kaz has had uh, but yeah it just puts you in this in this position of everything becomes relative to it but I almost feel like I like Lily's plan a lot that, and that might be something I would recommend to folks for this one of you, you watch the show and then you go back to the books and it's kind of, it doesn't have the same level of like, but I imagine Kaz as it's like, now you're imagining Kaz is probably the actor and that's that. And there's some, some nicety to that. I think you've got a good plan there, Lily. Well, me too, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) I see you don't need my approval for that. So, <laughs> I was like, yes. I always love yes, hearing people tell me I'm right, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're right, Lily. You did it. So, all right. The the only last thing I wanted to make sure we touched on is the the big Charles versus Darkling facial hair situation. I Charles is not here, which gives, of course, you the right to say with complete honesty who you think has bare facial hair none of that pressure yes he'll hear it when he's editing but yeah who all of the listeners are going to wonder why there's just a long blank spot here where'd all the sound go (laughs) i'm gonna make the controversial choice and go with i prefer the goat's facial hair so yeah that's my vote sorry Goat was a standout character yeah come on sarah I mean, I feel like the answer for me is obvious. It's the Darkling. I, yeah. I can't. I can't say no to him. Sorry, I Charles. I can't say no to him either. Well, Sandra only, and I are Team Darkling. I've only seen Charles's facial hair, so of course I'm going to have to choose him. There you go, Charles. Thank you, Lily. I'll go with Charles too, which will give us a a tie here. But I do. <laughs> I might be biased, you know, the whole lifelong friend thing. So we'll end with a tie with given Hannah's abstention. That's right. You're yeah, you're a lawyer. I like chaos, so <laughs> yes. So abstain, that, abstain from nice. Yeah. Well, that's all. And you did have I sent that before people get mad at me for putting everyone on the spot. I sent that beforehand. They knew that Charles Darkling <laughs> question was coming. So yeah, but we've got a tie, which is pretty great. I don't know if I would call Charles a trash villain per se. <laughs> Maybe a trash hero. No, there's yeah. a new one. Yeah. <laughs> that thing? Is there such a thing as a trash hero? Yeah, Riddick. I say making references to sci-fi movies no one else has seen. <laughs> Sorry. I've seen it. It's just been ages. All right. <laughs> Lily, your tradition coming on FTF is exposing me for not knowing anything about sci-fi while I stare <laughs> blankly. So, yes, I still have to follow up with you on Sci-Fi Rex, as I apparently said on the episode that I would. 
Uh, so. <laughs> I, oh yeah, I'll do that afterward. Get that. Well, for context, right. Riddick is played by Vin Diesel. That's really all you need to know. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I feel like Vin Diesel's a trash hero in a lot. It's of exactly. Things. That's exactly what he is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Well, this is super fun. I'm, I'm so happy that y'all were down to come on it. I mean, and just like to do that, that Netflix party that kind of materialized very out of nowhere, but you all were so <laughs> awesome and enthusiastic to <laughs> come on board. And I had such a freaking amazing time. I had such a blast talking with y'all while watching it. I'm now like, why do I watch anything just by myself? Like that's, <laughs> <laughs> it's like so I'm just super pumped y'all are down to do that to have this conversation and please everyone go uh, go back to the beginning of the episode and hear all those social media uh, plugs and go follow anyone you you haven't already followed and yes it's uh, an awesome crew here and just so grateful that y'all were down to have this conversation and thank you, Dylan, for organizing all of this. Yeah. We know it yeah. wasn't easy. <laughs> oh, thank you. Y'all made it so easy by being awesome and flexible with things. Yeah, it was. it's never great when I am the person, not Charles, in charge of the organization, but it's just such an awesome crew that uh, even I was able to get them all together to do things. So, yeah, thank thanks so much, for real. That's pretty much that. So I don't know. Charles gets like the outro. I'm like, get that sweet, sweet outro music pumping. <laughs> and then he has like this whole setup where he's sharing the sound and then we talk over it. Uh, I, maybe he'll add that in post. <laughs> oh, no. Well, this was yeah. lovely, guys. Thank you. Bye. 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 Bye.